calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Without question was a very dominant turn for the Keepers of Light, as they face off in a head-to-head -head melee brawl against their fellow champion ranked team, the Servants of the Glass Pyre. A high-powered two-caster combo blows a hole through the defenses of the melee-focused Servants' front line, but healing is inbound, and it's still anybody's game at this point. Well, the way I see it, if the KOLs keep dropping AOEs on the SOGPs, they might get the DPK. Otherwise, they're just gonna be SOL. As for me, I'm DTF. A DTF, Storm? You know, discussing the fight. We're both DTF right now. I've never been more DTF in my life. Well, if you say so, Storm. <laughs> Welcome back, watchers, to more of the League of Ultimate Questing, where teams of heroes compete to rise through the ranks for fame and fortune. My name is Kip Killigan, voice of the LUQ and servant of the Nexus Enterprise. The big man to my left is the one and only Stormclad Thundertongue, legendary veteran of the League and commentator supreme. Yeah, Kip. You, uh, you smell that? Uh, Storm, not this again. Huh? No, no, no. <laughs> no, I didn't let one rip. I'm talking about the fresh meat. <sighs> new season is on the horizon, and that means a whole new crop of baby heroes climbing out from under the lumber pile of their half-cocked backstories and grouping up like winter ducks to flock towards a grand proving. Ah, <laughs> right you are. There's still time for the current teams to move upwards in rankings before we all take a break for a few weeks in the down season, waiting for new hopeful heroes to pay their proving fees and make their way to the testing grounds. I'm more of a pat on the back than a kick in the ass type, but I'll be damned if it doesn't fill my heart with schadenfreude to see the losers who thought they were top-tier tequila in a mithril goblet find out they're just an old boot full of warm beard light. These kids never learn, and they just keep lining up to jump headfirst into the grinder. Oh, we haven't seen the grinder in the grand proving in several years. I thought they banned that challenge. That was a, it was a metaphor, but now that you mention it, I do miss that murder machine. Bring it back. Bring it and back. And speaking of bringing it back, let's bring the feedback to check on a team that keeps winning over fans far and wide. Glowing from a victory in their recent trial of seeking, the Mortal Dawn is holding down the fort in their home-based tavern, safely nestled in the port city of Lucinilli. I'm sure they've got plenty to see and say, so let's not waste any more time. It's the middle of the night in the Lucinilli Rot Ward, and the lights are on at the Lounge of Ultimate Questing, but business is closed. The only people awake in this part of the town are the Mortal Dawn, standing in their pajamas, half asleep, staring at two figures casting a shadow in their doorway, the small figure of Zan Cam and their large Aarakocra bodyguard named Finch. And as Zan Cam pulled the hood off of their head, they revealed in the center of their forehead a vertical, prismatic eye. It seems, even though you stopped the ritual, something took. <laughs> you look very proud of yourself. I'm scared. Good. Interesting. Other than the obvious cosmetic problem, is there anything else you'd like to report? I had a lot of bad dreams on the long ship ride here. I woke up with a splitting headache <clears throat> and discovered this. And as they say this, they begin wrapping their head again. Oh, Harithex was going to walk over and start inspecting this eyeball. Is it like an actual eyeball, like mm -hmm. like fleshy and? It very much looks like an opening in the flesh, revealing a soft eye that did not blink. Well, it's is the eye like a human eye? Is it like a cat-like eye? Very like vertical, but human in nature. Yeah. Mm. yet. I was kind of hoping that this would just be a side bonus, and you'd have some extra depth perception. But uh, okay. There are certain depths that I perceive more now. Kid gets to die, and suddenly he's spiritual leader. 
but you told me to come find you when I got to city. Um, and thankfully, Finch has been with me this whole time. I didn't think I'd ever see them again. They were a gift, you could say, from my father. They've protected me since I was a baby. And how do you feel about that, Finch? Silent. Stoic. And if any of you, like, even moved forward to, like, inspect the eye, this large menacing talon just kind of intercepts you. Very protective. Professor Iphus dealt with the... <laughs> Iphus. Sorry, this is not the time. <laughs> Herthax looks like, vaguely proud of you. For that. <laughs> <laughs> a, brief, a brief look of pride crosses their face before, before returning to... Dealt with the other mutated children. Do you think perhaps there might be some sort of treatment available? Maybe. I don't know if Iphis is the person to go for this. He was mostly dealing with pollution in the area. Does this stranger in the scarlet rags still speak to you? In my dreams, as always. Speaking of somebody who uh, deals with gods quite often, dream portents are one of the scarier forms of communication. Uh, well, why don't you come have some food? Tell me about your father and about your <laughs> dreams. Uh, um, I'm sure, Chris, you've heard of my father. Uh, one of the reasons that I'm so sought after in Den Mazir is because of who my father is. When I absconded from the academy and stole things and left, it was quite a slap in my family's face. Uh, my, my father is Kriya Alkam, the leader of the House of the Basilisk. Oh, this sounds um, important. Is this important? Uh, quite. Yes, very much so. The House of the Basilisks are the arcanists and wizards, the, the schools of magic and, and artificy in, in Alcara. Well, being a House of Basilisk, having an extra eye will probably make you even more dangerous, duh? <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Perhaps. And this is why I was given a bodyguard to protect me with a, a bit of a life bond. A bit? Just a bit. Um, I do not understand life bonds to have a bit of impact. <laughs> it took a lot of work to escape from the watchful eye of Miss Finch here, but I'm I'm glad she's back. She found me while I was on the high sea. Impressive. I'm not hungry. Um, I do have some residency that your patron set up for me that I should probably get to. I'm very tired. I might keep it to myself for now. I'm not hiding from you. I just need some privacy for a while while I sort things out. Sounds good. We'll see you later. I don't think that's anything. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for the late hour. Uh, I just promised that I'd come see you as soon as I got here. That's okay. I was up anyway. All right, Finch, keep a close eye on him. That's going to have to stop quickly. <laughs> <laughs> and a large talon rests comfortably on his shoulder, and he reaches up and grabs it comfortingly. Well, we'll be here for the time being. This is a very strange city. I've never seen anything like it. It gets weirder. Oh, good. Well, good night. Mortal Dawn. I'd say sweet dreams, but it seems too cruel. With a large flourish of wingy feathers, they turn and are ushered into the night. That is really pulling the pathos, isn't you? Harithax, maybe you could see if you can help him with some kind of sleep aids. You do medicinal stuff, right? Uh, I could poison him. Uh, no, <laughs> we are not poisoning a child. No, uh, child or representative of nightmare creature from beyond the realms. I'm just saying, poison is option. <laughs> I could, uh, I could make him sleep, but it also might just make it hard to escape the dreams. Mm. Mm. No dreamless sleep. My mother used to speak of a, a dreamless sleep potion that she got one time in a big city, so I... Nah, but this is not good for actual rest. Yeah. It was just whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's also generally not very good for children. <laughs> I dare say Harithax specializes in the kind of sleeping aids that help you dream. Yeah. Here's a fistful of Ambien. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Don't boy. drive or operate heavy machinery. <laughs> and here's some Adderall for the morning. <laughs> or just make sure you never sleep again. Let's get this kid set up. <laughs> Heart attacks, medicinal aids, uh, not liable for any damages caused by... <laughs> we need to get both RTM and Heart attacks just like prescription pads. <laughs> we should open up a practice. Yeah. Oh my God, yes. Oh, entrepreneurs. But yeah, the night is quiet and when they close the door, um, it sounds like the city streets are just dead. I'm worried about this child. I'm worried about what he's speaking with. I am too. Whatever it is, it, it cannot be good. Yeah, somehow uh, the stranger in Saffron Rags doesn't exactly sound uh, pleasant. No, not a bit, no. Mm. I mean, it could be worse. It could be the strangler in Saffron Rags. Why would you say that? Sunny Haru. I... <laughs> I hold up my missing hand and little tendrils just kind of reach for for Chris's throat. Oh, 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 okay. I'm good. Thank you. Sweet, sweet dreams. 
<laughs> if you wish, the mortal dawn can return to their beds and perhaps get a little bit of sleep with some troubling thoughts on their mind. <laughs> yes. Before I go to bed, mm -hmm. I would like to use my eerie Luna Rose mm. to see if I can learn anything about this stranger in Saffron Rags. Okay. Well, if you go into the private garden, you can see the Sharumba like softly milling about in the loamy soil, tending to tiny flowers and plants. And the moonlight seems to just cascade through the glass ceiling and land directly on this pale blue flower. Tinkles and crinkles like glistening magic. Having reviewed the divination spell, I think I'm actually going to start just by using it to scry. I want to scry on the ritual circle that Sancam constructed. I want to see if there's any like residual energy or happenings there or if it's just abandoned. You close your eyes, and when you reopen them, they shine the same reflective blue as the petals of the eerie lunar rose. The petals seem to bloom open, and they fill your entire range of vision, pulling you hundreds and hundreds of miles to the north. And you see your eyes passing over the dark, stormy waters of the Gem Coast, zooming in on this abandoned, ruined lighthouse, and then sucking underground to the subterranean ritual area. There is a shallow pool of water, and it seems like the remnants of the stone effigies that were left intact have been completely removed. You see groups of Kiwatoa carving on the walls, trying to get rid of all these bizarre alien languages and eyes everywhere. And it seems like this was once a settlement where they lived, and they are rebuilding it after it was destroyed. There's probably two dozen of them. There's still an ominous tingle in the air maybe just from your experiences in this twisted place, but it seems like they feel it too and they're doing whatever they can to get rid of it. None of the eyes seem to like react to me scrying or anything, do they? No, they seem like they've been pretty well destroyed. Okay. I pull out of the scry then. You snap back and your nostrils fill with the sense of these exotic plants all around you in the cold night air. And then I go to bed. Very good. Come the morning, those of you who are still sleeping or waking are kind of brought to attention as there's a knock on the door, and Maven lets himself in with a tray of coffees and pastries, as he tends to do, very professional, and sets them on the table, and uh, sets down his paperwork, and just kind of quietly waits for people to rouse themselves. He's not bugging anyone. What is the aftermath? Everyone loves you. <laughs> He's good. Really? The fan support from your last mission is through the roof. I have a small bag downstairs that is full of fan mail. Really? Um, you had many people's interest for quite a while. You no. are curious and you did a good job, but now you have definitely made a name for yourselves with the Invitational followed immediately by such a cunning success over another team of your own rank. This is fascinating. What is mail? Oh. Oh, let me go get one. Chris immediately like runs to go find the bag and find one with his name on it. Yeah, it's down in the lounge. Um, Humans and elves and dwarves and the surface dwellers, they have systems of uh, transport that they use to send pieces of paper with communications to each other. Duh. Oh, we, we do not much read in the Underdark. It is, you know, as you say, pretty dark. I, I have read that Drogondroth does not use much written text. That's Duh. true. Um, but yes, there are there are falcons and, and crows that are used to transport these letters. There is people on horseback that do this for a living. It's paid through with the taxes to the Ivory Crown. But people can intercept these, duh? They have a pretty good way of protecting them. But in theory, yes. Ah, we have messengers because this is safe and not horribly irresponsible. No it's, paper trail. It's unlikely that anyone would try to steal your fan mail, but perhaps. Found it! <laughs> I found one! <laughs> I, I, I found one. I found one. Oh, mm. do you smell that? Smell that perfume? It smells like oh, paper. It's beautiful. <laughs> I bet it's for you. Oh, yes. Oh, Chris just immediately opens it. Way too excited. Awesome. It's a fan letter from a student that's in Andesign uh, who is studying magic and is just fascinated by all of the weird magical stuff you guys discover in your adventures, being like, you've inspired two of my theses. Oh, that's brilliant. Oh, just two? Hmm. Having to write two theses sounds <laughs> awful. <laughs> theses. That's true. A nice theses sample. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I also have a meeting set up in... He says, looking at no watch at all. <laughs> um, <laughs> around an hour from now, Cedric from Daxton's Death Machine is coming to finish the transactions of the barter that you made with their team. What is teratophilia? I don't know. This note says, uh, this is, uh, the mortal dawn really gets me going on my teratophilia. Hold on, let me see. <laughs> Hold on. 
Oh, oh, it's sexual attraction to monsters. Oh, oh, yeah. are, oh we, dear. are we monster? No, but we. Oh, we had giant god person, um, the big alligator man. Can you pick Arvid before Arvid? <laughs> <laughs> and yes, and I point to my own like mutilated mug. There are many of mm-hmm. them from all over the five kingdoms, and there is a word of another package arriving later today. <gasps> oh. You've done so well. I am beaming with pride. And come the end of the day, you should have an extra 2,000 gold in your bank. Fascinating. Oh, but when do we get our uh, bracelets recharged, I guess? That's a good question. It should happen any time now. Oh. Uh, because the fan support is coming in in troves. I didn't use mine. It will remain then. I'm curious if Daxton's death machine will face any penalties for their uh, ploy. With the card. I believe we weren't supposed to make any preparations before a certain time period, and Daxton handed Arvid that card at the meeting. Correct. Well, oh. But you have to admit, as shady as it was, it was quite brilliant. It worked for us. If we have the option to avoid prosecuting them, I think this is a good idea. It will show that we are, one, very uh, reasonable about these things, and two, it will make them even more embarrassed over the fact that they... Uh, Broke the rules and still lost. <laughs> According to the rules that I read through, they had done these preparations before that rule of the terms had been declared. And it wasn't technically outside of the rules of no weapons. And they gave it to Arvid willingly, and Arvid brought it with them. Hmm. Technicalities. I'm just glad about the fact that they look like they are sneaky little sneak thieves. <laughs> Who sneak? The fan support <laughs> for the Daxton's death machine has plummeted. They definitely have a scarlet letter against them in the future quests that they will take. Hurithak suddenly looks very crestfallen and goes, Artyom, we could have given them a card after we beat the shit out of them and said if you need us to make a house call. (laughs) (laughs) This is good. That would have been a nice slap in the face. (laughs) Do we have time before he gets here? (laughs) (laughs) I have also received word that Daxton does not wish to see you and it will just be their patron. It seems that his tail is between his legs and the team is doing some personal downtime to recover from this failure. So Chris goes to Hurithak's. Between you and me, I'm surprised he lived through that. Frozen in a water weird? Barbarians are pretty durable. The team, in fact, all did survive. They are quite resilient, even though the temple fell on their heads. Oh. How was I with scathing remarks? You're a performer, Chris. How was I? (laughs) Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. (laughs) Uh, But if you'd like to have some breakfast, Cedric should be here any time now, and we can figure out which of the magic items from their team you will get. He's bringing a dossier, I think, and he'll basically give you a breakdown, and you can choose whichever one you wish, and it'll be delivered soon. So let's talk about this. That was a big adventure. We did a lot. Hmm. Any new developments? Any new uh, self-examination? Feeling a bit... What's the word? Fearless? <laughs> yes. And as he says that, his, you know, he's already pretty lucient, vibrant, amazing, whatever. But there's like a kind of goldish glow. So with that, everyone is experiencing heroism. Hmm. Yeah, temporary hit points all around. <laughs> Huzzah! <laughs> Yes, it was it was good. I uh, I feel like I I feel like I'm starting to understand what you've been saying, Artyom, about um, about tactical the tactics using the, them. Oh, using yes. tactics is good. I think I'm starting to really feel more of a connection to my wild shape. I know I didn't hit it too hard in the last experience, but oh, you hit things plenty hard. <laughs> <laughs> but I definitely was starting to feel a bit more. Uh, Firm in my foot, sure, sure of foot. Is that what he said? Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm feeling more sure of my footing, like um, like when I'm transformed. But even when I'm not, mm. I I don't know. Maybe I'm absorbing a little bit of. You're sucking down the essence of God. I get oh, it. Yes. <laughs> and I have to say, you're getting really good at these modern idioms. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, all these city teams, you know. <laughs> big city slickers. <laughs> city slickers. Teaching you them college words. Mm. And the number is like twenty eight. numbers like 28 yeah that's a new one (laughs) i recognize my spells were useful at the range but i think as my power evolves i feel more confident closing the distance and getting up and letting crest hang back while we create a line to prevent incursions i've been noticing your tactics have improved your martial prowess seems to be getting a lot better i like this casting spells with things in your hands is difficult hand Oh, Arthax, I'm so touched. You don't want to see me blow up. I mean, you're doing that to yourself quite a bit at this point, but I don't think you need any help. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) duh. Yes, yes. And what about you, team captain? 
If I'm being honest, I think I am having a greater connection with my god. I can feel the sun radiating through my heart even when I am in the darkness. Far more than just uh, abstract, it no longer feels like a meaningless aphorism. I now feel genuinely like I am glowing with his light. That's amazing. It was, what, just a month ago that you were questioning all of that? I think it is in fact a crisis of faith that granted greater faith. I also have a little bit of troubling news I thought I would bring to your attention, not to dampen the high mood we've all had. Please not any more resident crystals. No, I don't have any missives for you from anywhere off. Good. It's more local news. So it seems that due to some laws regarding citizenship in Alcara, the long and short of it is King Squeak is out of jail and he's in Alcara. Oh, no. I saw this coming. No. I think we all had a fear that he had planned for such a occurrence to happen. He's not here. I think we can safely trust that he will probably seek some kind of retribution. Yeah, he's got a pretty short temper. But we warned him. We warned him when he went into prison that we were... I see what you did. That was good. <laughs> this is bad. <laughs> I expect this kind of thing from heart attacks. But, uh, but I think we warned him. We let him know that uh, we did not hold personal responsibility against him. And as long as he did not uh, seek any kind of harm to us, we were okay. If he decides to come down on us, we'll come down on him three times as hard. And he is not allowed in Leone for the time being. He is still a criminal here, but he made so many good connections trading slaves to the Alcarans that he made some friends in high places and they welcomed them into his fold. More and more I am suspecting that Alcara is not a place we want to be under any circumstances. I could have told you that, yes. (laughs) We should probably try to get a hold of uh, Dalazir and see if he can be eyes for us in the Alcara. This is going to be very important for us going forward to make sure that uh, we have some kind of contacts beyond the ones that you already provide, Maiden. Does, does that also mean all of his agents have uh, pulled out of Lucinelli? A handful, but the Nethers are still a guild in town. They just don't have his leadership. It's all done via mail and communications, things like that. Probably magical. The Nethers? That was the name of his guild, yes. This is very good. <laughs> we should try and intercept his mail that he's using to communicate these things. You want to get into his Nethers? No. I tried. And, <laughs> this is why I don't make jokes. I tried. And uh, with that, you all get this large waft of some kind of thick tobacco-y smoke. And there in the doorway, you see this well-dressed dwarf with a kind of a look of defeat on his face, chugging on this thick stogie. Uh, he's got like his little curled cauliflower ears and scraggly beard. And he just kind of steps in and says, sorry, I'm a little early, but I thought this is something we should just rip the bandaid off of. He seems getting to things early is something common for Dexton and his friends. Yeah, yeah, you beat him real good. Nice job. <laughs> I've got a list here of the magic items that they uh, had to offer up for your choosing. Jim's <clears throat> <laughs> uh, just beaming. <laughs> and I'm going to use the very uh, technical terms that the Arcadium applies to these things, so hopefully that makes sense to you. <laughs> <laughs> There's an enchanted longsword that is enchanted with what is known as a keen edge. It, uh, it's very sharp and finds vital areas very easily. There is what is known as the Orb of Brilliance. It is a floating stone that emits light, and it aids people in doing up-close inspections of things. It it functions almost like an ion stone in that it sort of hovers around you at your discretion. Can it emit darkness? It cannot. I don't want it then. (laughs) But I might. There's a fairly standard enchanted suit of studded leather. doesn't have any special tricks. It's just incredibly well made with some runecraft. Uh, They have a fully unmelted black wax candle. These are used in identifying magic items. As you melt them down, they can be used to figure out the properties of things you know nothing about. There's a bag that's known as the Dravian Darts. It has uh, 15 magical darts in it. When you take one out and throw it, it functions like a magic missile spell. Oh. Uh, Somehow Daxton got his hands on the boots of the Winter Court. Some sort of Eladrin boots. They're pretty fancy. Uh, They're used for traveling in cold places, and I believe they also impart the Eladrin's ability to misty step once a day. And there's a thing that uh, they call the Malward's Key. Functions like a magic key that locks things and unlocks things. It's limited in its usage, and it functions magically. Hmm. Any votes? Um, The orb sounds interesting, and maybe the boots. I'd say the candle or the key. I'm liking the boots. We don't have any shortage of ability to create light, Heruthak says, looking pointedly at Artyom. <laughs> Artyom, were your boots just a, a family relic kind of thing, or did they do something? They allow me to uh, march longer than otherwise. Long trips. Like without getting tired? Duh. And we've just kind of decided, just against fatigue in general. Yeah, oh. advantage. 
Mm. And the nice thing is they don't take up a slot. Hey, I will put these boots on over those boots and I will double my boots. <laughs> and you will trip every step you take. <laughs> Giant fucking boots. Look, these all sound like very good ideas. Like, don't get me wrong. I like the idea of dumping an entire bag of magic missiles onto somebody's face. Oh, pretty light ore, please. I know, oh. I know, I know. It's going to be so hard for you to say no. Oh. But if we're honest, Arvid being able to drop into a team without having to move or even being able to move and then teleport into a group of people mm. is kind of invaluable. Or, and this is one I'm very excited about, if you're surrounded, you can teleport out and I cast Fireball on Tim. Oh, oh man, brilliant. there's so many times where you guys have just been like, ah, he can take it. <laughs> uh, no, no, it will take up one of your slots. I can wear the hat. I get to say, with my red goat, putting on the large brim hat does kind of look pretty sinister. It's mm. been really hard to wear ever since my horns popped up. <laughs> I can imagine. Is everybody okay with this? I think yes. that sounds fine. Sure. We will get you something sooner. <gasps> oh, can it be really, really pretty, please? <laughs> you keep blowing yourself up the way you do, and I'm sure we'll find something in the wreckage. <laughs> I think that's an excellent choice, team. Yeah, excellent. I want the hat. Give me the hat. <laughs> All right, I'll have the boots of the Winter Court delivered a little later today. Daxton's not going to be happy about this. Those are his favorite shoes. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Those were specifically his item. <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh, that extra middle finger. Oh, that's wonderful. And he hands Maven a bank ledger worth 2,000 gold drags to be put into your guys' banks. Fantastic. It's all signed and notarized. It's all above the water, legal. Well, I got to go drop a big, shitty, disappointing bit of news back in Daxton's lap. He's in the hospital right now. Good. Well, y'all come back now, you hear? And I tip my hat. <laughs> oh. Very good. <laughs> and he just puts out his cigar on the table and walks out. As he's leaving, Herthax hands him a card and says, if Daxton needs me to make a house call, here's my card. Just <laughs> oh, see him crumple it up on his way up the door. Oh, shit. Man, oh, manatee. Absolutely brutal. <laughs> and uh, speaking of donate farms, after you did the trial of ascension um there was a package in the mail that came it's downstairs it's another potion for each of you but this one is nicer than the last ones you received Ooh. these are potions of greater healing <gasps> oh man yeah one for each of you what is a domain farm potions of greater healing 2d8 plus four i was gonna say did those words all get out okay <laughs> yep domain farms potion of greater healing deals does heals 2d8 plus four and a, a regular one is 1d8 plus three yeah okay wow. That is like most of my entire being. It is. Impossible. Can we get a hold of Domain Farms and see if we can broaden the rim on this? I can ask. I'm not sure how easy it is to modify a magical straw hat, but... Uh, <laughs> I think given our newfound fame, they can afford it. I'll, I'll drop them a line. This is their busy season. Let's see if we can make the, uh, the lettering a little bit more stylish, though. <laughs> Legibility is important. Uh, I think that went well. It sounds like Arvid's going to have a new pair of boots. That's very exciting. And the hat is back on its original owner's head. And let's be honest, right. given the size of Daxton, I think nobody here probably could have fit into the mother than Arvid. Oh, good point. <laughs> I'm surprised that he fit into Aladrin boots. Mm. They're probably one of those magic items that stretches and shifts. The uh. Wouldn't be surprised. Um, well, after that bad news about King Squeak, that's really the only bad news I have. It's all uphill from here, I think. Uh. I'm going to be honest. I don't think this is bad news. I hope he comes for us. If I had my choice, I would have killed him when I had the chance. People who deal in slaves do not deserve to keep living. I wholeheartedly agree. Five? Five. <laughs> well, How? I, I have a hunch that if we don't go snooping, we may not ever see him again. Duh. Mm, With but... any luck, he saw the broadcast and he knows we're not someone to be trifled with. But he could come after us at any moment. Maybe we should find him. <laughs> I think maybe we should relax on the uh, revenge quests for now. Oh, but it'd be so fun. But hmm, what is the likelihood of us having another one of those quests we just did? That was really exhilarating. Exhibition? Yes, an exhibition. I will keep my ear to the ground. I am eager for any more of this league-related PR. Believe oh. you me, it is paying off in troves. Amazing. Just challenge the ivory lions to some sort of... Mm. <laughs> Ooh, not so much. <laughs> yes. oh, fuck. Get, get on our level. <laughs> oh, but I like them. We mm. can do it. I believe in us. Everyone likes the Ivory Lions. 
Um, and one of the workers from downstairs, just one of the people who works the counter, um, comes up and says, um, RTM, there's a couple people downstairs who were looking for you. They didn't know you live up here. What kind of people? Gnomes. What? What? <laughs> is, it, I, is it Gimbal and, and, and Dweop or whatever his name was? I don't know what that means. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go downstairs. <laughs> and when you enter, you do, in fact, see a pair of Swerf Neblin sitting at the table. They're definitely not ones you've met before. Um, they're dressed very nicely. They have tight, uh, like, leather outfits with lots of pouches and straps and little metal tools hanging off of belts. And you notice both of them are wearing very bark, dark lensed glasses. Dobre dien. Ah, uh, Mr. Volkov, please have a seat. We'd like to speak with you. Da. Um, <clears throat> congratulations on both the Invitational and your child of a... Seeking? Mm, da, thank you. Um... <clears throat> We represent a very small business here in Lyonne. Uh, it's uh, we're called Daybreakers Under Dark Accessories. Um, and can I just say that it's a treat every time we watch the LUQ and see a member of the Underdark uh, who is trying to make a better name for those who have once dwelled there and try to do business with the above world. Um, we are tinkerers by trade, and we like to make things that make life on the surface a little easier for our kin. And we thought it would be interesting if you would be willing to advertise for us by uh, wearing these. And he puts a little wooden case on the table that's roughly half a foot long. Um, we do all kinds of prototypes and beta testing. This one's a new model that we think is uh, quite fancy. We call it the uh, model Volkov, of course, with your approval. Their business name is Daybreakers mm -hmm. Under Dark Accessories. Yep. There's like tailor made for Artyom. <laughs> Sun cleric over here. I opened the bad boy. Uh, there is a pair of very dark lensed sunglasses that have segmented <gasps> facets on the front of them that almost look like insectoid if you look very close. I need to take a picture of his face right now. <laughs> He's beaming. They are, they are pitch black and on the very corners where some glasses would have like cat eye bends there's just like little tiny almost like wing shapes moth-like so they kind of rise up to a point and then drop a bit that's fucking slick we're still testing out how well they work they don't completely protect you from the sun uh, but they should be better than anything you could buy here from the humans and mechanically how they work is when you're in sunlight you have disadvantage on attacks and perception mm. three times a day you can ignore that Oh shit! So it doesn't completely eliminate it, but it does a good job. These are absolutely amazing. Uh, we tried to estimate the size based on studying your head as much as we could over the scrying screen, but I think the adjustable lenses should be quite well suited. I put it on my head and immediately start fiddling with all the doodads. Yeah, they don't do a whole lot like lever-wise, but it takes just a moment to adapt to, but then the even the light of just like nearby candles and things just is like a lot more comfortable. But yeah, they're sunglasses with segmented lenses and little moth wings on the side. So you'll you'll wear them while you're on the camera? Try to stop me from wearing these all the time. Oh, goody. And they shake each other's hands excitedly. Uh, I have things to attend to, but uh, if you don't mind, uh, you might be interested to see this. And I pull my pink brick off and I hand it to them. I'm like, hey, take a look. You're thinkers. You might like it. Oh, that's a nice crossbow. And the other one takes it. This was made by Durigar. Who? Durigar. The Dark Dwarves. Oh, da, da, yes. We have different words. I believe it. Yeah, this is good craftsmanship. What is that, a five clip? Da. Mm, nice. Mm -hmm. What's this weird thing on the side, though? I just found this. <laughs> uh, maybe you maybe you play around with it down, um, down here while we continue our talk. The first lesson I learned in my tinkering trade is not to mess with things that look like this. <laughs> but I can study it if you like. Fair enough. Uh, if anything happens with the glasses or you need any repairs or maintenance, just look us up. We're here in Lucinelli. We just opened a new branch. It's underground. <laughs> this is good sweet <laughs> they seem stoked to have this new sponsorship anything I can do to help improve the image of Underdark Dwellers I think this would be good if you know any other organizations please send them my way absolutely we have the same ambitions uh, I have somebody who might uh, be interested in working with you or others uh, my uncle your uncle? yeah he's recently up from the Underdark and trying to shed the uh, negative connotations well, fantastic. I'm sure he'll need all the help he can get. It's, just, it's a strange new world. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Of course. And thank you. Good luck with whatever. <laughs> um, and as you leave to go back upstairs, when you step out, you see um, a wagon parked in front of the Lounge of Ultimate Questing. And there is a bow on the side of it. And it is painted in the colors of the Mortal Dawn. Hey, guys. Yes? Hmm? There's a thing. What thing? It's a... Uh... Books. Book. Uh, like a <laughs> present? Just come down here. 
Uh, okay. And uh, this pimply faced older man kind of hops down off of it. And he looks like he's dressed in a, some sort of city uniform. And he has a little piece of paper. And he says, Mortal Dawn. This is us. Uh, sign here. The hook, yeah. <laughs> Hands you a pen, takes it. It's all yours. And he just walks off. The what? What's all he, he unhooks the horse that's attached to it and rides it away. We have books with wheels now. Oh, and we have a horse of our own. And uh, when you all come down, you see this really well-made open-topped wagon with metal reinforcements and iron spokes. Um, and it has a little crest on the side that says the Lachey Gallant. Ooh. This is Lachey. I've seen them on the uh, on the screen. This is very good. And Maven says, this must be the package that was on its way. I didn't realize it was a wagon. This is a, this is a gift. This is... Uh, I didn't pay for this. This is free. They're giving this to you. Uh, for From sponsorship, home. I assume. Well, their name's on the side of it. Oh. But hmm. you can't get finer wagons than Lachey. Arvid jumps into the wagon and starts bouncing up and down to test the quality. Arvid, you're going to break it. Arvid, oh. you're going to break it. Please. No, it feels really... S- it fun. has a great springiness to it, and it easily supports your weight. This is wonderful. We could pack, um, I don't know, like, like four horses into it. I don't know. With the stress test, Arvid. <laughs> And while you're inside, you see that the front two seats are leather, extremely soft. It looks like on the front, there is a kind of a cloth that's folded up, a heavy tarp. And you realize this could be a retractably covered wagon if you wanted it to be. Oh, boy. We got a convertible. Oh. It's got a rain roof. Fancy. (laughs) Rain roof. We'll need to find a place to store this, but what a, this is several hundred gold in free merchandise. Do we think our Kimarian warhorse can carry this? Oh, I'm certain. Good Morty. <laughs> it might be a bit squat for the way it's built. And undignified. Have you talked to him recently? No, I think you're the only one who can do that. Besides, the way dogs run is not good for uh, mounting them on things. <laughs> Well, if I haven't said it enough, team, you have arrived. This is it. This is what we've been waiting for. This kind of publicity, this kind of sponsorship, these gifts. I don't know what else to say, except I can't wait to see what the future holds for the Mortal Dawn. The Mortal Dawn are experiencing a little thing I like to call critical fan influx syndrome, or syphilis. Where they keep checking enough boxes that suddenly their whole name and image snowballs into a force of nature that the fans can't get enough of. It starts with gifts and sponsorships, invitations to premiere events, complimentary whiskey, complimentary wine, complimentary clams, complimentary bucket. But then it turns into stalkers and team infighting and PR nightmares waiting around every corner. Well, Storm, I know you're speaking from experience. Any insight into the Mortal Dawn's next play? Now, Kip, it's easy to get blinded by the limelight. Or by magic-guided underpants, as the case may be. It's all fun and games when you're wading through the horde of hero hunters, asking what that thunder tongue do. But you start mugging for the drones or chewing the ruins for a ratings bump with a two-ton troll coming at you, and it's your ass he's chewing. And the only ratings bump you're gonna get is your live scry funeral. But that's why it's so important to stay humble. Keep your head down and focus on your mission. And if they get caught up in the fame? The more people get on that showboat, the more likely it is to sink it. Mm, strong words indeed. And speaking of new sponsors, our teams couldn't be what they are without help from their benefactors. And the same is true with Nexus Enterprise. Let's take a look at some of the ads that are helping to bring you the action-packed programming. Stay tuned for more intrigue after this break. Cleaning can be agony. Don't torture your guests with a messy above. Whip your fridge into shape. Don't get chained to a sloppy workstation. Your home is your dungeon. Keep things in their place. Produce. Crafting supplies. Bed and bathroom. Storage in all sizes, from which there is no escape. Rubber Maiden. The holding place your possessions deserve. Case closed. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. 
Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, LU cuties. We have another League of Ultimate Questions coming up. We're recording that on the 15th of March at 11 a.m. Pacific. So be sure to get your questions in. You can submit these to our Discord channel or send them to admin at slapdashstudios.com or you can just tweet at us with the hashtag LUQNA. We'll keep an eye on the Discord channel during the recording so you can submit live if you want. I also want to thank our Patreon subscribers. You guys are keeping us afloat and your proceeds are going to some very cool stuff in the very near future. So be on the lookout. In particular, I'd like to thank our legendary team, Jeff Ammons, Dave Laudanoff, Isaac Davies, Jack Phillips, Christian Wiseman, Zan, Cam, Jen, Finch, Erie, Little Rose, and Maisie, all of whom give $25 or more a month, which is just a staggering amount of support and greatly appreciated. I'll also be releasing a D21 side for Dave Mladenoff later this week, which you can access on Patreon. Our interview show, D20 Questions, is featuring Max Hobbs of Help Action, a fantastically raw D&D discussion show that you should definitely check out. And don't forget to join our Discord server, and if you're a Patreon subscriber, you can access our Heroes Lounge, which is where we put deleted scenes, bloopers, goofs, and things that didn't make the cut. If you'd like to advertise with us or get a personal message on the show, please send an email to admin studioscom But without further ado, let's get back to the action. Welcome to Behind the Shield, a look behind the scenes of what makes the League of Ultimate Questing. This is Thomas Turner. There is a barrier all hopeful heroes must pass in order to be officiated into the ranks of the League before they can move upward through the tiers and reach the top of the questing ladder. This is the Grand Proving, a series of constructed challenges designed to test potential players' skills, combat, survivability, and critical thinking. In the early days of the League, these were fairly simple constructions. Huge beasts in underground chambers, reconstructed traps from ancient structures, and large-scale puzzles designed by craftsmen. The challenges were straightforward, but far more dangerous, with less supervision and often unexpected twists resulting in the death of participants and adjudicators. These were dangerous days for the LUQ, but set the stage for the years to come. As seasons passed and more funding became available, the League grew into the powerhouse it is today. Research and development, investment in advertising, and increased technological capabilities make the grand proving the action-packed trials we see today that separate the weak from the worthy. This has been Behind the Shield, and this is Thomas Turner, signing out. So for the time being, the day is yours. You've been given this beautiful gift of a Lachey Gallant wagon, which Maven is going to be busy finding a spot to store, perhaps opening up some room behind the Lounge of Ultimate Questing to keep such a big thing. Artyom has brand new Underdark sunglasses, and you have some fan mail to read through if you want. If there's any business you need to deal with here in town, you are welcome to do so. I think Chris actually wants to start an impromptu party, a celebration. He wants to. He wants to be in the forefront on the stage, singing and dancing, and bringing people like a lot of liveliness to the to the lounge. We do own a lounge. I mean, yeah. it would not be hard for you to be like, oh yeah, hey, hey, mm-hmm. yeah, oh, absolutely. And Christian and Isaac gladly surrender the stage to you, and they were just there for support. Like they will play along with anything that you want to put on performance wise. Oh, he's totally going to Mariah Carey some shit, walking around putting <laughs> up flyers that say it's ladies' night tonight. It's what? Ladies. <laughs> ladies' night. Awesome. Yeah, uh, you immediately draw double the crowd that the lounge had. They were just coming for breakfast and drinks, and now there's actually a shindig happening, and this place is getting a reputation. So, yeah, people from all over the Rot Ward and then other quadrants of the city start to show up. The fancy magic item shop that we went to in in Lakes. Mm -hmm. Can I write them and see if I can commission something? Like Sky Mall? (laughs) (laughs) Kind of, yeah. You're, You're welcome to do so. Okay. I want to know if they have or if they can create either like that little ion stone thing that we just saw or like a drift globe that's like an anti-light, like a like a darkness or a, a light dampening 
globe. Yeah, go ahead and uh, if you compose that and send it to me, then I will okay. find a response sometime in the near future. Okay. Harthax and I believe they this. were called Arcane Imports, but I don't remember off the top of my head. Yeah, I don't remember what it was. I, we went to two. Yes, it was Tier 1 Imports, absolutely. Did Arvid have any business to deal with? Um, Arvid is going to go shopping. While the party is going on, I think I'm going to go ahead and help out Jean-Pierre in the kitchen and see if I can get that going. And also get a word out to uh, Loshed to make sure that he knows he's got a job coming. Ooh, yeah, and Jean-Pierre is happy to have you on the line helping with some speedy prep and running food and plating things and watching him cook and helping. So the party continues. Mm-hmm. Everyone's having a great time. Now, uh, I just want to take a moment. Which one of you is my biggest fan? There's a small look of confusion over the group, but there's a, a group of two younger women, old enough to be in a bar, but still just out of school. Uh, and one of them kind of elbows the other one. Mm-hmm. And she's like, ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Oh, you beautiful thing. Why don't you come up to the stage? Oh, uh- <laughs> I'm okay. Um, no, no, I insist. Come on. And her friend shoves her out of her chair and she kind of stumbles and awkwardly stands her way up there and she like folds her hands and looks straight down. Oh, no, no, that that won't do. So Chris starts an unearthly chorus, charming her a bit more, getting her more at ease. He's going to take her hands and say, uh, boys, y- you know the one. All right. And then <laughs> you, know the you, one. you know the one. You know the one. Yes. They both All right, Charlie, lift cue it their up. instruments. Yes. yes. <laughs> and they just share a nice, lovely dance with one of my biggest fans. Oh, and she's just, she's comfortable but beat red, like trying not to make eye contact. She's kind of hover handing you on the back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, come in closer. It's fine. And you feel a strong heartbeat against your chest. And yeah, they, they just ease into this very fun, upbeat, almost like a waltz. Very good. And yeah, and her friend is just like destroyed with laughter. She thinks this is phenomenal. If she had a cell phone, she'd be I was, I was thinking selfies, exactly but... the same thing. <laughs> I don't know why she's laughing. She's next. Nice. And uh, Arvid, as you return from your shopping trip with some, you know, grocery bags or whatever. Yep, big, um, old, big old bag, burlap bag, just like bulging. Um, don't worry about it. It's just cabbages. <laughs> Arvid loves coleslaw. <laughs> you hear a voice calling after you saying, hey, hey, you, yeah. Uh, and you look and you see the, the owner of the livery and he's like running to catch up with you with his leather apron on. And as he comes up, you notice that uh, the corner of his arm is like covered in a splattering of blood. Is everything OK? Is my horse hurt? Your horse is fine. It ate my neighbor's cat. <laughs> and I don't know how to explain that to him. Listen, you ain't paying me enough to hang on to this monster. This is a Kamarian warhorse. This thing needs to hit the road. It needs some adventure to wake up its blood or it's going to eat itself. Okay, well, maybe you're blaming the horse when the problem is you haven't been feeding him enough. I've been feeding him more than any other horse could need times two. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's great. You know how much more steak costs than oats? A lot. <laughs> Fine. Maybe you can't take care of a beast of this nature. Maybe he's just too regal for you. I'll find him somewhere. I'll find him somewhere good. Please get him out of my livery before he eats another horse. <laughs> another? another? Arvid is is almost steaming. He's like, "All right, just a second. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna drop these things off." Follows out in a huff with the guy, and you follow the livery owner back, and he eagerly gives you the ropes to this Kamarian warhorse and tells you to please vacate the vicinity, and don't come back. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> is there such a thing as an anti sponsorship? Yeah. Hey, hey, shout out to shout out to this livery. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna go back and and get Reginald and. Look, you guys need to know this. I had my horse in a stable and you'd think he'd like the uh, the fame that comes with a name like the Mortal Dawn, Arvid of the Mortal Dawn. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no. He he said never come back. Not even with a regular horse. I mean, look at his look at his hide. Has he even been brushed recently? I think you should all stay away from <laughs> scathing expose of this stable. Very good. That that hits the broadcast. <laughs> it's the main waves. On the way out, you just knock on the neighbor's door. Yo, your neighbor lost your cat. <laughs> oh. Um, and when you finish this little personal broadcast, Maven kind of comes over to you and says, Arvid, you should take the horse out sometime soon. It's pining for action. Well, um, 
definitely on the next quest. Yes, absolutely. Maybe I'll also be able to take him for a few rides if I can't get him into battle right away. I think trying to use him in the next quest would be good if it, if it involves any kind of transport. He could easily pull the wagon. Anything to get him active. An evening begins to set in Lucinilli. The party is winding down. The patrons who are enjoying your live music and dancing and the extra fantastic food from the kitchen are starting to make their way out. Maven grabs Arvid and Harathax from upstairs and says, oh, We have a very last minute meeting. I just got word. A potential quest. Would you like to have a sit down? Uh, yes, right away. Uh, uh, yes. Someone who's been traveling quite some time to see you. Okay. Anyone we know? I, I haven't. I, I have no idea who. I simply got a missive. If we wait for them downstairs, they should be here very shortly. I invoke my armor of shadows. As the tavern is starting to empty out, you all sit at the bar waiting for someone. About half an hour passes. You can all have beverages and things as you're waiting. And almost just out of the corner of your eye, silently, you see a figure standing in the doorway moved without even a foot pad. And you look, and there is a human about five and a half feet tall with this very gaunt, almost ashen gray skin, head to toe covered in some sort of linguistic tattoos over the eyes, on the nose, down the neck, every inch of them. And they're wearing very tattery brown robes, something that looks like it's got dirt from the road all over it, nothing nice. Barefoot, with scarred, lacerated feet from walking a long distance, malnourished, long fingernails, and uh, they're holding in their arms this round metal shape with holes cut through it. And they step forward and just set it on the table. They reach into their pocket, and they're just staring at you with these blank eyes, and it pulls out what looks like a, a kind of tinder matchstick, and it strikes it on the table and lights the inside of what looks like some sort of brazier or incense burner. And green smoke starts to sift out of it. And Maven looks to you and says, I'm not sure what's going on. And a figure starts to emerge from the smoke cloud. And the silhouette sharpens into the focused image of this elderly human uh, with a large um, mutton chop handlebar mustache wrapping all the way around his head. Fine bronze buttons on a fancy coat with an ascot uh, receding hairline that's somewhat combed over. And he says... Salutations, mortal dawn. My name is Baron Malfonce, and I come to you through this servant of my employ with a job, a very dangerous job, that I think you're just the right group to approach. I would like you all to come and see me in my home, if you would be so kind as this manifestation is somewhat temporary. My home is Andario in Camaris. You saw it here, folks. The Mortal Dawn's newest potential job is coming from a very unexpected source. Does this apparition have the application to send the Mortal Dawn on a dangerous vacation? What a damn shame. You hate to see it. What's that? Uh, the struggles of the team and their sad backgrounds? The lost warhorse? The mystery of the strange Elkarin boy? Nah, nah. I was just getting to like the mortal dawn. I'll be sad to see him go. See them... go? To Kaimaris. Don't act like this is some treasure map to fund an adventure kit. This is the last will and testament. That kingdom chews up and spits out teams twice as tough as the MDs. I don't ever want to go back to Kaimaris. I almost died every single day I was there. I actually did a few of them. Resurrections cost us more than the rewards. Maybe, maybe, if they get a private tour by a resident. They may just take out the team themselves. Kamarians are nuts. It's really that bad? You know those little charts they got at the doctors? With all the little faces in pain? Well, the one that went to Kamaris is a pink stain on the bottom. Huh. Will Storm's foreboding portent regarding the team's potential demise come to fruition? Will the Mortal Dawn even take the job offered by this spectral mystery? Or is this business seance a danger in disguise? Find out next time with the leaders in adventure entertainment on the League of Ultimate Questing. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. I was really, really waiting for that uh, that that creepy, like weird looking guy who seemed very Kamarian to be like, I saw your video. Have you seen Charlie? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I legit thought he was going to blow us up. I, I wondered that too, but yeah. I was I was waiting for him to be like, I heard you found my horse. <laughs> <laughs>
I'm very excited about a fucking anything in Kamara's because we've only ever just like touched gently on it. Mm-hmm. And I can use my speak with animals to ask for directions from our horse. Yeah. yeah you can. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious to see what he sounds like. <laughs> I'm mostly joking. Guys, we're about to go through Kamaras on a horse with no name. Oh my god! Get the licensing and play that. Play that. Uh, that's probably not going to happen. Do it. <laughs> Whose turn is it for the outro? We oh, don't have a prompter, yeah. but we're all going off memory at this point. Yeah, um, I don't know. We usually we start. With... I feel like the last one was Alante, but I'm not you sure. Maybe one. that could be too. I, I, I don't remember. I, oh, I did do the I last one. I can't do it this time. That's yeah, I was gonna say if we're going off memory, let's it. not I can start do it with for Sam. The next round. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. I'll do it. Uh, let's let's start with Michael. Okay. Okay. Fine. Thank you for listening to the League of Ultimate Questions episode. Nope. No. No. <laughs> so, no. Questions. After, after we did after we did questions, that's the one in my head. I, it's so hard for me to remember. The League of Ultimate Questing episode fifty. That's the one. Uh, Is first, that a record scratch? <laughs> <laughs> uh, first and foremost, uh, I would like to begin this outro after my beginning that I've already started by saying happy birthday Alante happy birthday, happy birthday. they're recording with us even though they should, don't need, really have to <laughs> yep yep it's a treat to have you that's a thing that's so happening my to gift you. to you is an adventure this <laughs> this and the rest of the episodes from this batch will all be recorded on Alante's birthday but I don't know if we're going to say it every single time we could you should we yeah, could we will. <laughs> we, will. we will give you a happy birthday every single time. every single Hell message yeah. uh, but after that I'd like to go around the table and introduce the other players starting with Mr. Birthday Boy himself what we start with Sam every we time. Start with Sam. That's right. Yeah, I, but it's I my always, birthday. It I always birthday. try and go clockwise because that makes sense to me. It's but we my could. Birthday, and I'll go first if I want to. Woo! All right. All right. <laughs> I, can't, I didn't actually think that would work. I can't argue with that logic. Yeah, I can't argue with that logic. Hi, my name is Alante, and I play Chris Sagrand, the now level two bard and level six sorcerer. I'm Zach Marcus. I play Artyom Volkov, the Cleric of Sunlight and Suffering, level eight now. Oh, yes. Woo-hoo. I'm also the technical director of Slapdash Studios, editor, producer, a whole bunch of other crap. My name is Law. I am the creative director of Slapdash Studios and the dungeon master for League of Ultimate Questing, which makes me level of infinity. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and my name is Sam. My name is Sam Frost. And I'm playing. My name is Sam, and I'm here to say. I was going to say, I'm here to say. What? Your I name like is D&D what? in a major way. Oh. <laughs> Oh, 90s educational rap. Oh, God. <laughs> Why? Why was that a thing? What kind of class does Sam play? <laughs> Sam plays a multi-classed barbarian primarily at level six now, and druid less merrily. Um, un- less merrily. <laughs> less less merrily. merrily. I'm nowhere near as merry when I'm <laughs> druid. It's a very somber two levels. Arvid, of oh. Arvid is one of Robin Hood's merry men. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so that's a level two druid, which um, I really just, I wanted the goat I just needed the, the goat. The ram. Just the goat. Excuse me. We were talking about this. Apologies to anyone who's um, triggered by us going back and forth between goat and ram because it, there is a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Yeah, so I'm playing level six barbarian, level two druid, Arvid, the furbolg. He's a good boy. <laughs> and we're back to me now. Uh, I'm Michael Loving. I play Harthax, the level eight dragonborn warlock. Uh, my Warlock patron is the Firstborn, which is a custom uh, Warlock subclass created by law for our camping. Um, As I said, thank you for listening to this episode. As you may or may not know, we premiere new episodes of the League of Ultimate Questing every Monday, round noonish. Round noonish, you can get those anywhere podcasts are available, but a great place to find them and links to all of them is the old... LUQ.com website. The, the LUQ. The LUQ.com. You can also find us at d20questions.com and slapdashstudios.com. But yeah, those that, aren't that necessary. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The LUQ is the shortest number of characters that you can type in and get there. We wanted to make it easy for you. Yes, definitely. We're going to be making an appearance at Burning Cats uh, Convention here in Portland, Oregon on May 16th and 17th. Law and I are definitely going to be there. Hopefully, we'll be having guest appearances by the others as well. Mm. They are more than welcome to come hang out. Uh, coming up, we've got an interview with Aaron Geek in the City on D20 Questions. We've got an interview with Ian World at some point. Interview Ian World at some point. Uh, we've got other D20 Questions episodes coming out that are great. Uh, check out Help Action, mm-hmm. uh, another great podcast that does things uh, with us. And we recently were interviewed by them, and it was very fun. Yeah. Uh, and also Hypocritical Troll on YouTube. Uh, they interviewed us as well. You can occasionally catch me and Law DMing at Orcs, Orcs, Orcs in Portland. Um, 
as well as I will be appearing on a few episodes of the God's Fall podcast at some point in time. Uh, the episode where I said I was recording that tomorrow just aired uh, on our channel, but we didn't end up recording it because of health reasons. So I still have to record that, but it's coming. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, you can find links to all of our social media as well as our Patreon, if you're not a Patreon supporter, at theluq.com. Um, it's it's a good hub for the whole show, if you can imagine that, the website acting as a hub for all things related to the show. Yeah, if you're going to check out our Patreon, don't forget we've got uh, really awesome magic items, maps, things like that that you can get. Uh, we also have bonus episodes for some of our stuff. Really good shit. Yep. And you can join the Discord where we post a lot of our off screen goofs yes we've recently started doing uh side goofs and things that we had to cut like cutting room floor stuff into the heroes lounge for mm -hmm. patron subscribers so if you even throw a buck at us you'll get some extra cool content here's a sample of one of those goofs no no <laughs> and that's the goof <laughs> now we have to cut it and make it exclusive <laughs> uh there was one other thing that i was gonna say and it went out of my head because i had a better idea for the goof thing i that. would like it if you all liked and shared things that you can leave yes. itunes reviews definitely leave itunes reviews um if you enjoy creating fan art even if you don't think you're very good we love seeing fan art of all shapes and sizes uh, somebody shared uh, a fantastic little like stick finger or stick stick figure Haruthax with like a wimbly wombly hand, which I thought was hilarious on <laughs> the Discord. Um, even even that level of fan art makes me happy it's inside. Amazing. Uh, but uh, I believe that covers most of our outro bases. So until you hear us again or we see you at cons, we wish you luck.